And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, it's a special night. It's our big D23 special. It's right up there in the pantheon of Comic Multiverse specials. We got the Comic-Con special, the D23 special, the Super Bowl special, sometimes <laughs> when they have trailers. Yeah, the, the, the DC fandom special, which isn't happening mm. anymore. Oh, oh, pour one out for DC Phantom, everyone. <laughs> that used to be a good night for us. Not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, that's a, that's a real shame on that one. Uh, I guess E3 sometimes is a special for us, because every so often... Uh, you when know, they decide have to have one. <laughs> yeah, when they decide to have one, I guess, yeah, I guess there's another one we got to pour out for. Yeah, all the, all the gaming uh, studios and PlayStations and stuff are doing their own stuff. I guess, yeah. Hmm. But yes, yeah, so we got all the big D23 news, everyone. Uh, obviously, of course, you got your Disney stuff. You got your Marvel stuff. You got your Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Got the Pixar you got, stuff. You got your Pixar stuff. You got the weird, like, National Treasure show, but without Nicolas Cage. <laughs> you got the Mufasa prequel. Finally, all your burning Mufasa questions will be answered. That, yeah, someone apparently greenlit that for some reason i guess like lion king did make like a billion dollars so it did yeah you know what? i can tell i can see the room right now at the executives <clears throat> oh is there more lion king to make well we made a direct uh, you know video sequel back in the day but genuinely people don't seem to like those in fact we often get made fun of for making terrible direct to video sequels hmm what about a prequel? Oh my God! Yes. Oh Jesus! And they then they took out the cocaine bowl, and it was party time for everybody. We'll do a sequel, and we'll get Barry Jenkins to direct it because he's <laughs> really famous at the moment. And yeah, there you go. I bet you. I bet you a hundred dollars that whole freaking Mufasa prequel is just existing so we can get the origins of why Scar got his scar. Got his scar, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm gonna guess that wasn't his real name unless their parents had some real fucking foresight and they knew what was gonna happen to him later on. That, yeah, that no, that's gonna be teased in, in, in the post-credits. Oh, yeah. That he's gonna, like, pick up the rock that gives him the scar or something, mm. you know. What's, what's his real name? Jerry. Yeah, it's like the Joker. What's the Joker's real name? <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. You see, we have to know. The whole world has been asking, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's also uh, Mr. Flack. That's also his name. Uh, Well, it depends on uh, what book uh, Jeff Jones is writing, because he actually revealed the name this week in Flashpoint. Oh, did he actually? (laughs) It's it's an alternate Earth uh, Joker. I need to, like, remind people about that, but yeah. (laughs) Again, this is another week where I have not been able to read damn near anything that I set out to mm-hmm. read. I put mm-hmm. that one near the end. But yeah, so I guess that's something I have to look forward to. We figured that out. Mm-hmm. They're also making a movie, apparently, about the wishing star from Pinocchio. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the thing from your logo, Disney? Really? You've, you know, commoditized everything else you do? Now you're making a movie about your logo? They never do it, but I'd love them to, like do it so it's like oh yeah this is like like an eldritch horror it's like yes it's please. the um oh fuck what's that what's the stone from heavy metal oh the, yeah, the yeah, fun, yeah yeah the loch nor or something yes the, the day star i am satan i am the fallen one yeah yeah it's just that <laughs> i i will grant you your wish but <laughs> in but 10 get... years i will come back for your soul yeah oh man the dark untold history of the fucking wishing star and thanks to the ai deepfakes they have it voiced by like walt disney or something himself yes (laughs) 
Man, see, now that... I can only assume that they've copyrighted The Wishing Star, so we just can't make that movie on our own. <laughs> That's a real shame. <laughs> I also see you're wearing a Rick and Morty shirt there, Matt. Did you see the first episode back? I haven't. No, I haven't caught up yet. I'm like a season and a half behind. It's really solid, the first episode back. I won't spoil anything for you if you haven't seen it, but they drop like three lore bombs in a row that actually end up completely changing the show. Cool. They also answer a question where I'm like, oh, that should have been really obvious from the beginning. I can't believe they are A, only answering this now, and B, I never asked that question. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those, <clears throat> like, no duh, obvious things, and then you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, continues to be funny, continue to be good. But uh, yes, everyone, believe it or not, we are a comic book podcast sometimes. We're not just here talking about the weird and unwelcome world of live action Disney <laughs> makes. <laughs> Though we could be if you wanted. <laughs> Again, I, I don't even really watch them anymore. I know they dropped that new Pinocchio one, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I didn't even know that came out. I like saw. I like went to watch She-Hulk, and like that appeared. And I'm like, they just like. I thought I was going to cinemas because it's like Tom Hanks yeah. and it's, I know, it's right? fucking what's his name Emmerich and Emmerich film, and I'm like, apparently it's like soulless fucking garbage though. So yeah, yeah, because I mean, yeah, that's what's gonna happen every time you try and remake the original Pinocchio. Yeah. It is funny, though, because they're remaking one of the old ones, and apparently Walt Disney really fucking loved Pinocchio. Mm -hmm. It's nice to know that his frozen head is turning over in the thing where it's like, damn, I really liked that one. He cursed it, yeah. He cursed I thought I did really good on that one, but I guess not. <laughs> uh but yes yeah, so we have here the big list of news here of all the things that broke from d23 but before we get to any of that uh we're gonna do a little bit of old business uh last week we talked at length about uh dan lynn the guy who we all thought was going to be warner brother discovery's answer to kevin feige mm -hmm. uh yeah that's not happening though yeah yeah came out pretty loud <laughs> on that one and being like no no i actually have way too many projects at way too many other studios i'm not gonna get tied down to just one thing i like that 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 was a that's absolutely what's happening but i can't help but think that it's like he saw like what all these fucking snyder cult people have been doing to like mm -hmm. the current leader and the leader two leaders before him yeah and be like no i don't want to fucking deal with any of that shit like remember that was an article too where they're like hmm, maybe giving in to these you know snyder cut fans ultimately did more damage to the studio and all those people are like what do you mean damage to the studio giving people what they want this because people won't want to take the job and deal with you and exactly. deal with the stress exactly that's why yeah it's actively hard to get new people on board yeah <laughs> and, and it doesn't and help as well that that zaslav guy is he's literally saying like i don't give a shit about the talent it's all about the money like, yeah, that's one way to like make people not want to work with you oh yeah the the dude is like an episode of fucking succession i i joked about this on twitter you know my conspiracy theory that the reason zaslav keeps fucking up the entertainment arm of warner brothers is because he never wanted it he only mm -hmm. wanted cnn so he could morph that to his own will and people have been sharing all week the shitty new cnn and all the stuff they've been doing on there and it's like oh yeah it shows yeah yeah oh look i was right yeah, there you go. That that definitely shows. <laughs> and, and someone said, "Where well, it's like, well, if that's the case, then why does he even have Warner Brothers at all? Someone should take it away from it. I'm like, it's all pieces on a board, man. That's yeah. all these media barons are. It's all pieces on their big fucking board. Yep, yep. Which is why I love the new Captain America run right now, because he's literally <laughs> fighting 
a group playing the century game and that's literally what it is just yep. ultra rich powerful assholes yeah playing the world like a fucking game yeah playing chess with everyone yeah yep Again, I just could not help but think of Shiv from Succession, where it's like, wait, so we made a bunch of money ruining this major news network, but what does that mean when we want news, though? Isn't this going to bite us in the ass of the ultra-rich? <laughs> you know, I, I'd like to know there's at least one place I could trust for news. You know, who was there at the event? Did they wear a hat? I don't know anymore. <laughs> And that's where we are now in the real world. I don't know. Listen to fucking NPR, BBC America, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's your old news everyone dealt with. I don't know who the new Kevin Feige alike is going to be for this new mm. bold, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery DC universe, but ain't going to be Dan Lim. Was Greg Bellanti actually up for it or was that just like I a don't know anymore. I literally don't know anymore if that was just wishful thinking that kind of caught on. Yeah, because I was going to say, he. I mean, just give him the job. He'll do it. He might as well. Again, yeah. you know, I mean, if the dude could make the CW universe into something worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. Then maybe he'll do something worthwhile with this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so moving on to the actual news and actual trailers. One of the biggest ones, one of the most unexpected ones, even though it shouldn't be because it's coming out in frickin' October. Uh, Werewolf by Night, we got our first trailer, and it was nothing like it, what I expected it to be. It was my favorite trailer of the lot we got. I liked it a hell of a lot, too. They are leaning super hard into the <clears throat> grindhouse, drive-in movie, 70s monster exploitation, and oh, oh, it's fun to see, isn't it? That's what really uh, surprised me the most. Like, I expected, because I, I knew it was going to be... Uh, sort of referencing like the the universal hammer horror movies mm. didn't expect like it to be very grindhousey and very violent and and everything like that it looks like a rob zombie film when rob zombie gave a shit yeah kind of <laughs> yeah it's 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 very fun the style is great again the references they're making not since wandavision have i think we've seen the mcu at this level where they're like we don't care if you get all the references because all of these make a billion dollars anyway let's make a fucking weird one just for us <laughs> and that's what this seems to be a weird one just for us it's horror it's hammer you got werewolves man thing is in it yeah and he looks great he looks great, man. I think it looks like fucking Man-Thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is yeah. this going to be a yearly thing? Are we going to get a new one of these every year now if this is popular? If it's popular, yeah, I can see it. I also love, too, it's Werewolf by Night. They have yet to say the fact that the main dude's name is Jack Russell, so I cannot yeah. wait for everyone to organically come to that realization yeah. that yeah. the man's name is Jack Russell. <laughs> yeah, that's his name. It's what it's always been. <laughs> Love it. Love it to death. Yeah, I'm very excited for this, and we'll be seeing it fairly soon. In like a month, yeah. Yeah, for Halloween, I'm very excited. I, I With this and like that Guardians Christmas thing, I hope, uh, what is it, Disney Plus and streaming and everything, get on doing more seasonal things. We should think about that in the comments section, everyone. Who's a hero who could be seasonal? You know, what's something that could come out for, I don't know, uh, Easter? What's a good Easter hero? <laughs> uh white rabbit the spider-man villain <laughs> the the marvel character jesus <laughs> jesus yeah who is a mutant an omega level mutant that yes, we know of. yes yes i i fucking love that and i love in the hickman x-men books guys like you know freaking exodus are like oh yeah definitely yep jesus 100 yeah. percent a mutant yep i yeah. know him yeah i knew him he was all right <laughs> i know he was all right man owes me five dollars <laughs> 
uh, Bland Man helping us out. Wouldn't it be hilarious slash sad if Man Thing gets a show and it lasts longer than Swamp Things? Oh man, uh, it's more than likely. Yeah, and uh, well, it, it mainly is because uh, the people probably working there aren't as incompetent as the people in the Swamp Thing and filed the right file paperwork that will allow them yeah. to continue to work. <laughs> Yeah, never let that forget, everyone. You didn't get more Swamp Thing because of a clerical paperwork error. Yep, yep. Yep. Also, too, as the chat reminds us, he's not just any, uh, uh, what is it, man thing. He's a giant-sized man thing. <laughs> when are we going to get that joke? I want that joke to be in there. <laughs> chat saying Elsa Bloodstone for next Halloween. Yeah, Shamrock, absolutely Ooh. Shamrock for St. Patrick's Day. El Elsa we Bloodstone's in, in this i know how cool yeah. was that yeah Jaden santa is technically a mutant that is also technically true <laughs> hey i have not seen the guardians of the galaxy christmas special yet but oh my god if they're out in space and they meet santa oh that would be great <laughs> and he's like well yeah of course i exist dude you live in a universe of aliens and gods and you know universe rewriting stones is this really too much for you yeah exactly <laughs> that santa is totally fucking real <laughs> and a mutant a mega level mutant <laughs> and an omega level space mutant. <laughs> i'm just saying there's places they could go with this there's a lot of different holidays that uh they could explore <laughs> absolutely i'm uh i'm all about it uh oh we got some else here cowboy helping us out excited for captain america 4 hopefully sam will get more solo screen time off the subject how could marvel transition miles morales into the mcu i mean miles is in a weird place right now because of uh, obviously spider-verse being this huge marquee thing mm -hmm. and miles does exist in the mcu because yeah we know of. uh his uncle is there and he mentioned him by name no less yeah I mean, the answer is, I think they could do it whenever they wanted. I guess they'll just have to feel like, hey, have we run our course with the Tom Holland stuff? Or are we ready to move on to the next thing? That's the that's the thing. That's what I, I really like, that we actually got three Spider-Man films, or more, plus the Avengers films, before they consider doing Miles. Because I, yeah. like, I didn't like the idea that people wanted them to go, okay, here's two Peter movies, and the rest is just going to be Miles. Again, too, it's just, it's totally not how frickin' Marvel and the MCU do things. There's a reason you didn't hear anything about X-Men, and there's the reason that Fantastic Four got punted, like, two phases down. It's because they already have enough really successful mm -hmm. money-making stuff. They know you want it, and they'll give it to you once they feel that, you know, they've tried to make franchises out of lesser stuff. They know it, they have ready-made franchises. Yeah, they have, like, that, that uh, break glass in case of, like, Mm -hmm. reduced revenue <laughs> yeah oh that made a little less than a billion all right time to make x-men time to make miles yep yep that made a little less than a billion but hey right now we're hard at work trying to make shang chi a franchise mm -hmm. and the eternals into a franchise yep and they're kind of getting there but uh yeah so there's your werewolf by night looks fucking dope but that's not the only trailer we had and not the only show that's going to be coming to disney plus we got our secret invasion trailer that looks way more further along than i thought it would be yeah it's uh it's a it's a spy thriller it really is starring nick fury sam jackson we got him back he's got a face that says i am too old for this shit but that i'm also super game for all of this <laughs> uh, as he dabs his eyes with the money yeah <laughs> i fucking love that it's taking them this long but this is like almost like this is like a gold watch for sam jackson like hey man thanks for being such a good sport for like the last 
almost two decades. Thank you for being a great ambassador for all of these movies. Here's one just for you. Yeah, yeah. Here's one just for you, my guy, where you can, like, screw <clears throat> around and do Jason Bourne shit with a lot of the other S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, adjacent characters. Yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. We got uh, Everett Ross. Talos is back. I'm so glad Talos yeah. is back. Ben Mendelsohn, right? Yes. Which is so cool. And again, just game for everything. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, they're doing a total invasion of the body snatchers thing where it's like, oh, you know, Nick Fury was out in space. What could have been so important to get him back? Oh, you don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. Fucking scrolls taking over everyone. It'll be very interesting to see how they play the scrolls because up until now in the MCU, the scrolls have kind of been misunderstood good guys and the Kree yeah. have been the assholes. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I would imagine that, like, there is probably, like, a, a sect of them that right. are probably evil, but yeah. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued as well to see like the build up because we haven't really had that much build up to it. Like we got that no. little scene uh, where it was revealed that Nick Fury we saw in like Far From Home was like Talos yeah, yeah. and his wife and everything, and he's been sort of keeping that watch and everything. Mm. But yeah, other than that, nothing. Like we haven't had a character revealed to be a scroll yet. Not that we know of, but if yeah. it's anything like the comics, they could go back and be like, hey, you know why this guy was acting weird? Scroll. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know that guy we killed that you like that we'd probably really enjoy bringing back? Also, Skrull. Yep. Again, if they use the comics as any basis at all, you could actually use this as the ultimate get-out-of-jail-free card. Mm, absolutely. For so many choices and decisions, you could use the, oh, it's a scroll to undo anything and anything you wanted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it looks like a cool-ass spy thriller. Uh, uh, Rhodey was in it too, which yes. is also cool. Yeah, he's got like some kind of government job that makes him seem really important. I, I, don't, yeah. I can't remember whether it was mentioned in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but yeah, he seems to be pretty high up in the fucking yeah. US government. Yeah, he's wearing a suit and everything, which I wonder, oh, is this going to lead us into armor wars? Because, you know, we got to see what Rhodey's up to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think well, I he's going to be in the show, so yeah. Yeah, is is he a scroll? Is that the thing? You know, Ooh. real Rhodey is on ice, and you know Sam Jackson's got to kill him and be like, "Oh no, he was an alien." Ooh, that'd be interesting. If they want to get really fucking crazy, it's like, hey, I noticed you looked different at a point. You used to look a lot like Terrence <laughs> Howard, and then you didn't. <laughs> oh my god, he's been a scroll this whole time. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they would undo that much history, but still, that would be us. No, they bring Terrence Howard back just for this. Like, I'm a scroll, man. Yeah. Two plus two doesn't equal four. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. You're not the real roadie. Not anymore. <laughs> I, I do love we're at that point now where the movies and shows can start making fun of that. My favorite She-Hulk joke is Bruce Banner being like, oh, I don't hold anything against Blonsky. I was a totally different guy back then. <laughs> it was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, but, like literally, I was a different guy back then. <laughs> and somewhere Ed Norton just fuming like I would have made it good. <laughs> if only they would have given me final cut like I wanted. But yeah, I, I think Secret Invasion is going to be a real surprise, and I think it's one of those things that you could only do with Samuel L. Jackson to be like, yeah, yeah, it's an alien invasion of the body snatchers spy thing with one of the most beloved American actors of all time. Absolutely, yeah. To think we've had Samuel L. Jackson here forever and he's only leading now. Yeah, and the cast as well around him is good. You got Amelia Clark, you got uh, Olivia mm-hmm. Coleman, who is r- rumored to be playing Union Jack. So I've heard. Uh, ben so Mendelsohn, be the- yeah. All those people. 
a lot of people theorizing that maybe we'll see Quake appear in this at some point. I'm like, mm, I think that might be wishful thinking. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'd be happy if she did show up. Yeah, I think you'd have more chance of someone like Mockingbird showing up before her. True enough. I mean, I just feel like that ship sailed a long time yeah. ago. Olsen and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I yeah. think they just, they just want to move on now. Exactly. Yeah, we're a couple of years removed from all of that, but yeah. yeah. If Even if you do see it, it might show up in like season two of Loki and be like, yeah, variant universe. Yeah. It's close, but you know, this in this world, Coulson lived. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they'll say. Uh, Brandon Williams helping us out again. Thank you, Brandon. Do you think uh, we'll do a Spider-Woman show? I feel like it could work. What do you think? I know Amazon was saying forever that, that they might be doing a Silk thing, and now there is that Madam Web movie that's going to be involving, like, a bunch of Spider-Women. Yeah. Well, I guess, like, um, Marvel Studios can do Spider-Woman because she's technically not related to Spider-Man. Yeah. But maybe because of some sort of deal they've inked with Sony, they don't want to do that while they're still working together on Spider-Man. Yeah, well, yeah, as well, you you got to wonder, like, how many people actually know that they're not related in any way. Like, yeah. You would have to do a She-Hulk-ass joke where she looks at the camera and does that uh, speech from Ultimate Alliance where I'm like, I'm not his sister, you know, I'm not his girlfriend, I'm not, you know, the cousin that got a, you know, radioactive blood transplant. That's yeah. not me. I'm a completely different person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, even though I'm a completely different person, the comics continue to keep throwing us together time yeah. and time again Spider-Verse events and yeah. everything. Well, because they both have Spider in their name, so of course they're related. Out of the great web. Uh, B. Black, Helton, this again. Have you seen the new Thunderbolts uh, roster? Funny you should say that, B. Black, because that's the next story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got our first, not poster, but I guess you could call it like glamour shot of the team lineup. Yeah, some concept art. Yes, it's a lot of characters who we thought, some characters we didn't, and uh, wow, this thing kind of seems to actually be the Black Widow sequel, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. Uh, Black Widow and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier sequel, yeah. Which I'm totally fine with. In fact, I think that's the power of team movies, because it's always been the power of team books, where it's like, oh, hey, Ghost is on this. I haven't watched Ant-Man and Wasp for a bit. Mm -hmm. I should do it. Oh, hey, you know, Yelena the White Widow is on here, which they technically have not named her yet, but that's what we know her name to be. Ooh, I should go back and watch the Black Widow movie again. Oh, look, Stranger Things David Harbour is here. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm glad he's on the team. Yes, I cannot wait for him and U.S. Agent to fight, because you know yeah. they will. Yeah, and, and, and he'll take it as like a win over Captain America, even though it's technically not Captain America. <laughs> I can see friggin' U.S. Agent now, uh, right there, America, fuck yeah! And Harbor being like, you imperialist pig dog! <laughs> or maybe they really get along, and that's the joke. Yeah, 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 they're like both... Uh, products of like a new that the newer versions of their countries so yeah exactly yeah it's like actually we get along now we actually have so much in common oh man send me that video link oh i'll send you that video link bestie <laughs> that would be fucking you know really topical that the ultra right-wing captain america and the former soviet union hero are actually cool buds in 2022 yeah yeah that'd go over so many people's heads <laughs> yeah why did we ever fight man we have so much in common <laughs> 
BB Metalhead04 helping us out with a very generous super chat. Thank you so much. I hope Thunderbolt plays with some of the parallels origins of its roster. U.S. Agent and Red Guardian are derivatives of Captain America. <clears throat> Ghost and Yelena were trained assassins at a young age, and Bucky and Taskmaster were mindless puppets. Ooh, wow, you... You zeroed in on something there that I yeah. that went over my I, head. Holy shit! I was gonna say something like that. That all these characters are like tangentially related to like the real versions of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And I can see that that being part of why they're on this team. This is uh, fucking Elaine from Seinfeld's game. She's like, oh, yeah. I can't get the real ones, so I'll just get the the Etsy the knockoffs knockoff. ones. And they'll yeah, if you look at them from a distance, you know, it kind of looks like it. Uh, Contessa Valentina, that was her name. Yeah. But yeah, she's wow, Elaine from Seinfeld. She will always be Elaine. Every time she shows up, oh shit, it's Elaine. Elaine is here, everybody. She's going <laughs> to she's gonna dance badly and ask if they're sponge worthy. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. I know a lot of people were complaining, being like, you know, oh, there's not a lot of, you know, uh, differences in the powers on the team. And I'm like, yeah, but that's what's kind of cool about it, because they're not an Avengers super team. They're not going to be fighting aliens. They're going to be doing shadowy wet work. I mean, when you look at the Avengers, only two Avengers had superpowers, and that was Hulk that's and Thor. True. Yeah, that's true. It's like, you know, the, the diversity in powers wasn't as much as you thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Also, a lot of people being like, oh, you know, Zemo's not on. I'm like, well, Zemo's not on the poster. Doesn't mean Zemo's not in it. I mean, yeah, they could always just go break him out from that Wakandan prison. Yeah, that could totally be a thing with him. You know, that could be a post-credit. That could, could be the be fucking like, plot. That could be the plot of the movie. It could be Zemo being like, huh, I like this Thunderbolts thing. I should start my own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people, too, with their complaints, being like, oh, this looks nothing like Thunderbolts. And I'm like, uh, you <laughs> Thunderbolts know Thunderbolts. are many, many different things. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you guys, dude, a lot of people showing that they've only read maybe one Thunderbolts comic because it's like, guys... It's literally something different every time. It's it, not just Marvel Suicide Squad like you be, all seem to think it is. The one they read would have been the one with, uh, you know, Norman Osborn, Iron yes, Patriot, all of that. Time. So they expect that. Yes, that the most Where is Sentry? Movie. Where is Iron Patriot? Yeah. Where is all these characters? Yeah. And it's like, guys, Norman has been in charge sometimes. Luke Cage has been in charge like twice. Yep. There's been heroes, there's been villains, there's been anti-heroes, they've been like, you know, deputies of Fisk, you know, it's literally been something different every time. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of what's cool about Thunderbolts and why it's maintained. And why it's so different from the uh, Suicide Squad. Indeed. Because the Suicide Squad is always under like Walla or someone adjacent to Walla, whereas yeah. the Thunderbolts it can be fucking whatever. As someone said, you know, Thunderbolts' big thing is usually always just about, you know characters trying to find some sort of redemption is really mm -hmm. just you know the main thread with mm -hmm. all of it mm -hmm. like no one ever wants to be a thunderbolt no but they end up having to be and yeah i uh, i dig it yeah it looks great i dig it i like that it's not just gonna be you know avengers but you know harder edged anti-heroes yeah it's also cool to see, you know, Bucky with more stuff, too, and to have him coming back, especially because we know Sam is going to have his own Captain America movie. Yeah, I like that as well, that the art poised him as sort of like the leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Yelena is front and center. I think she's the leader, or at least she's the one they're leading with, because Florence Pugh's, you know, career is blowing up right yeah. now. And because Black Widow ain't really getting a sequel, and because yeah. she's already tied into all the wet work stuff, it makes more sense. I, I also like the fact that, like... Uh, john walker has to listen to bucky like yes i think that's actually hilarious oh yeah they're gonna have a lot of fun with that yeah yeah 
I wonder too if they'll work in the uh, what is it that their tagline that Jim Zub made fun of in the new issue, "Justice like lightning." But but we're the Thunderbolts, though. We're not the <laughs> lightning bolts. That's a different thing. That's a completely different thing. Why have we been keeping this for so long? I mean, I guess it makes sense because you know originally Citizen V, Zemo, they were bad guys pretending yeah. to be heroes. Yeah, yeah. Which hey, maybe uh, wouldn't it be funny if Citizen V ended up being the bad guy in this? Yeah, and it's revealed to be Zemo. And it's revealed to be Zemo. Again, see, there's places they could go with this if they wanted. Yeah. And again, you know, because everything they want to be a franchise now, just because you don't get Fixture or, you know, Fixer and Moonstone and Ogre and all these other characters doesn't mean you're not going to get them in the future. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just want to show that this is a proof of concept and that people will see these and then they'll probably start adding more later. Hell, there could even be multiple Thunderbolts teams going at once. Yeah, again, there's the sky's the limit with a concept like this. Yeah. Yeah. As the chat's saying, too, sad that Red Hulk isn't part of it. Yeah, I imagine if William Hurt was still alive, he probably would have been someone they would have considered for it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's uh, that's sad that uh, he never got to live to see this, because that is such an easy, like, lead-up and, you know, slam dunk for the movie. Why are they called the Thunderbolts? Oh, well, because Thunderbolt Ross put them together. Yeah, oh, yeah, he had a hand putting them together or something, yeah. yeah. Which is a connection they never make in the comics, but you think they would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know Red Hulk was on the all-red version of the Thunderbolts, which wasn't a great book. Mm-hmm. It looked cool, but that's about all it had going for it. Mm. Uh, now, speaking of Captain America, and we were big news, too, out of D23. Tim Nelson will actually be returning as the leader from The Incredible Hulk, Yes. But not in She-Hulk, not in a Hulk movie, in Captain America New World Order. Well, well, just because he's announced here doesn't mean he's going to not be in She-Hulk or anything but else. Because remember, Jonathan Majors was announced for Quantum Mania and he appeared in Loki first. That's right. True. True enough. Also, too, I know a lot of people are theorizing that Jen's boss could probably be revealed to be Tim Nelson. <laughs> like in disguise, he just pulls off a Scooby-Doo <laughs> mask. It was me. <laughs> for reasons because we know hey the wrecking crew were working for somebody yeah yeah they were so you know who's who's that phantom string puller also we thought it was only six episodes last week turns out it was actually nine yeah yeah turns out it was nine episodes so again hey places to go i i love the idea of the leader showing up like what freaking 14 years later yeah it's great i I like the idea and i hope they work that into the story where he was like biding his time and like learning his powers and like like learning how to like take over like government or something or something yeah it's like what have you been doing for 14 years hell uh, i pitched it on twitter i think you could very easily use the leader and his powers to do a movie version of secret empire where it's like yeah you know you know, I, I started working for Hydra. You know, I turned all of America against Sam. You know, I was able to play upon their own mm-hmm. innate hatred. It wasn't even that hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, there's so much cool shit you can do with this character. Absolutely, and the fact that they waited so long almost makes it cooler. Yeah. That, yeah, I've been here the whole time. Yeah, I hope we get, like, freaking, you know, uh, Sam Stern's Lost Weekend to see what he was doing. Yeah, and it could also end up being, like, a secret invasion sort of deal where, like, it makes you reevaluate, like, the old, the other films. Like, oh, why was that person acting like that in this film? And that, so on and so forth. Hell, you know, if they really want to get ballsy, bring in some Green Door stuff. Ooh, yeah. Just remember how great a villain the leader was in friggin' Immortal Hulk? Mm, yeah. If they, if they could even tap into just a little bit of that <laughs> version, I think that would be great. But yeah, that would be pretty cool. 
Yeah, and as the chat is saying too, it's cool to see them tying up loose ends like the leader and like Blonsky, which were the biggest hanging, you know, threads for the longest time, weren't they? Yeah, I think they were always going to. It's just like a matter yeah. of when. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Again, we're not making any more Hulk movies, so it's not like, you know, we're chomping at the bit. Although, maybe that is changing too. Yeah, well, I mean, Hulk's off to Sakaar, and that's got to be answered somewhere. We don't know where, but it could be anywhere. Yeah. Now, that's uh, all for your Marvel superhero stuff, but because D23 is more than that, we got a <coughs> shit ton of Star Wars to go through. Yes, we do. So, I guess let's start off with Mandalorian Season 3. We got the trailer for that. Yeah, this was this was the, uh, most of the trailer that we saw at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. And I mean, we didn't see it. The people who went there got to see it. I saw it on a fucking 240p camera <laughs> fucking you know but uh it yeah counts. but yeah no it looks fucking awesome yeah it's more great adventures of mando and grogu they gotta head back to mandalore mm -hmm. so he can you know purify himself in the waters of lake minnetonka and get his mando <laughs> groove back yeah he's gotta take a dip in the detroit river and yeah literally <laughs> survive see if he can live after that you know Yep, that's that's the plot, and I'm yep. fine with it. They they got other Mandos they're running across, some who look like they're part of you know Dindajaran's cult, some who look like they're more you know uh, dealing with Bo-Katan. So you know we're getting mm -hmm. the whole Mando political system and everything there. Yeah, another schism in the Mandalorian culture, which is they they go hand in hand. You know. Yep, they love yeah. it. They love it. Yeah, I like as well that this trailer is posing uh, Bo-Katan as kind of like a antagonist, antagonist yeah. which, which kind of makes sense when you think of her as like yeah she you know was kind of like a cutthroat terrorist in the Back clone the wars day, yeah. yeah yeah it's kind of on point yeah <laughs> hey hey now we were terrorists for good after a fact i mean we were terrorists for good when we were fighting maul but i mean before that we were also trying to overthrow the democratically elected mandalorian <laughs> government oops to bring back the old ways which yeah. is hilarious because she's like oh you're you're a brute and you know you're a fundamentalist in and only a little bit more than you <laughs> yeah 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 and i i obviously like because din has the dark saber she's probably not too happy about that either given her own history with it and sabine yeah. and everything else yeah yeah and uh, yeah it's like having to like fight him to get it back so like how did she get it originally and that sort of stuff yeah, yeah. You, you gotta fight for it or terrible luck will befall you oh oh you don't say huh yeah yeah hmm. which you figure dindajar and if he's going back to mandalore eventually he's got to figure out that story and he's got to be like wait 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 wait, wait what <laughs> yeah yeah she's been riding my ass about it and she came by it how that was, yeah no oh, that will probably be a theme because yeah like everything like bo's like giving him shit for like she's done as well yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, we're we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, we got some you know other characters showing up there. Uh, oh, we got Babu Frick. I wasn't expecting mm -hmm. Frick. Yes, Babu Frick is back. Yay! Everyone likes that Muppet. Yeah, it's a cool little Muppet. It's a fun little Muppet. Yeah, we got uh, what is there? We got his mechanic buddy there. We got his old bounty hunting buddy. We got everybody, all your favorites. They're all back. Yeah, they and it looks great. I like. We're we getting a lot more, um, uh, like space stuff with like him and his mm. uh, N1 Starfighter and yeah. chasing people and blowing shit up. And yeah, yeah the only shot I know wasn't in the trailer, but was in the San Diego Comic Con, was um a bunch of star destroyers being made. That wasn't in this trailer. 
Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Also, yeah, I didn't write it down either, but as the chat says, yeah, they cast Ezra and Sabine as well for the uh, Ahsoka show. Yeah, I saw some pictures from Ahsoka, saw more of that, the Rebels uh, mural. Yeah. Yeah. Looks pretty good. I I love that people are actively excited to see the continuation of the Rebels story. Every every time I see a Rebels fan, you know, it fills my heart with joy. Yes, now we need to move on to Resistance and get that moving as well. I want to see those characters from Resistance back. See, I never actually got into resistance near as her. I, I tried. liked it. I liked it. It's it's a lighter tone. I appreciate that it did its own thing. I like that it was a whole like sports show based yeah. in you know the Star Wars universe. They don't yeah. always have to be about taking down empires and blowing <clears throat> up star destroyers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that we could do different stuff. Yeah. And uh, speaking of, well, I guess not different stuff. I guess speaking of more of the same, we also got Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, which is just like little shorts set in, yeah like before and after the clone wars yeah again they showcase specifically and i don't know if there's more but you know we got ahsoka's origin to which i know people are like but wait wasn't clone wars just her origin no no, no her baby origin even more origin yeah when plo Koon came to the planet to pick her up and everything yes because you know ahsoka is very important and is getting her own show so we need to fill in some you know gaps in her origin there but also perhaps more interestingly the tales of young count dooku mm-hmm. yeah uh fin- uh bouncing off uh the stuff that was in the dooku book a uh, yes. novel that came out a couple of years ago yeah we get to see like him the the, the moment he turns against the order yeah. yeah also was that yaddle i saw in there yes yes yeah yaddle is going to be in it holy shit so there you go you'll get some more you know yoda species stuff maybe they'll be like hey you know what planet do you come from where is that i don't like to talk about it we also saw what the subtitles called an inquisitor which is interesting to see an inquisitor Mm -hmm. pre-empire meaning like oh here's another thing that palpatine just co-opted for himself that particular part is actually from the ahsoka book which is set after order 66 and it's an inquisitor that comes after her oh cool 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 yeah that's an inquisitor from the books yeah all right i liked the mask for a second there i'm like holy shit is that revan (laughs) i think it's seventh brother sixth brother or something yeah something like right that. that makes sense because his lightsaber was one of those inquisitor mm-hmm. ones that looks like it could go spinny spinny it does yeah all right that's cool i i like the inquisitors i like getting more he looks cool and creepy yeah he, he basically looks like a fucking resident evil monster it's what he looks yeah like. he's got like a plague doctor mask sort of thing he looks like one of those guys who would be hanging out behind salazar in freaking resident evil 4 <laughs> he looks like he's gonna throw that off and he's the fucking xenomorph yeah I like that. I'm excited for those. Also, hey, we get young Qui-Gon Jinn because we get young Dooku. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. We don't see that very often. Yeah, he doesn't have a beard. It looks weird. Yeah, it looks very weird. I'm like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, oh, shit, you're Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> How about that? Old, old Ginny. <laughs> and uh, after that, the final Star Wars trailer we got was for Andor. We got a little bit more Andor. Not much new information, but we got it. Yeah, it's like a final trailer before the show starts later on this month. But yeah, looks fucking great. Yeah, again, I like that they're doing different stuff with it. I like that it's like a World War II French Resistance style spy show. Mm-hmm. Again, much like Rogue One, no lightsabers, none of that force stuff. This is all about, you know, regular boots on the ground people. Yep. 
which I'm all about. Also, them kind of like foreshadowing shit where it's like, ah, Cassian Andor, you know, you want to give so much of yourself at once, but maybe fight for something better and don't don't die in a flash. Huh? <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> and yeah, he's d- like, die on the more. beach. Die on a beach as a giant space laser hits you. Yeah. Yeah, and Cassian's like, I can do both. <laughs> I, I can fight for something good, build a rebellion, and also die on a beach. <laughs> also, too, as someone pointed out to me, where it's like, so he's in the show, yeah, and Saw Gerrera's in the show, also, yes. Well, where's the girl from the movie? Eh, probably drinking blue milk. Yeah. Yeah, well, I imagine Jin is probably doing something in an Imperial internment camp or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's the year she's in jail or something, because, yeah, we saw her get out of jail. Yeah, maybe we will see her, but I know, obviously, Andor and her can't interact. Meet, but, for yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah. Though, hey, it would be fun to have an episode with Jyn Ursa in an <coughs> Imperial internment camp. That would actually be a That good would be premise. pretty cool, yeah. It's like Oz, but in space and in Star Wars. Yeah, and J.K. Simmons is there. <laughs> for some reason, because why not? <laughs> hey, fish! <laughs> Hey, Prague. <laughs> uh, again, no one gets these Oz references. No, no, Oz is a very old show that no one has, has watched. No one that, that listens to us has watched. <laughs> Oz is very good, everyone. It's one of the yes. best prison medias ever made. It came out literally at the same time as Sopranos. In fact, it had many of the same actors as yes. Sopranos. Yes. and hilarious. it's an hbo show and it's an hbo show and yet sopranos ended up basically completely eclipsing yep. oz in the public subconscious yep which is a shame also hey if you're a law and order special victims unit fan you'll love it too because that series also shares like several of the same actors <laughs> bd wong is the priest in that christopher maloney uh plays like a major character in it and uh, i think ryan o'reilly is in it too as like a major character mm-hmm it's crazy yeah wong probably watches oz i agree that's on his list of shows to watch next yeah him and uh kristen yeah as they hang out together man how fun was that episode that was so good i love that i i love to even the show is aware where it's like oh we got wong again huh that's uh that's gonna be twitter armor for at least two points <laughs> i'm like shit this show is so self-aware <laughs> fucking donnie blaze uh he's great great they, they, they know what they're doing and that other actor there who was apparently 104 years old i didn't know that yeah he looks like us uh, he's probably like in his 80s you know yeah man dude looks excellent for 104 are you sure he's not a real magician <laughs> he's spry and with it i hope i look that good when i'm 104 <laughs> The Queen was like what? And she didn't look that good. No, yeah, Queen was 96. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, shit, I think my own grandmother was like 99 and she looked better. <laughs> yeah, but poor grandma, she got so close to 100, she got within striking distance of it. <laughs> almost got that, that letter from the Queen, yeah. Almost, yeah, because it's like at that point, it's like you got to hold on a little bit longer, though, at 99. It's like, come on, just one more year. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, death. I'll show you. Not taking me just yet, but yeah, Andor looks cool, excited for, and also coming out fairly soon. Yeah, uh, in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, shit, really? Goddamn. Yeah, three episodes debut on the 21st. Wow, okay, so we're going to have that and She-Hulk at the same time. Yeah, pretty much. Man, there's so much fucking TV right now. Stargirl, that, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I've been watching that little demon on FX with Danny DeVito, which is very funny. Nice. 
It's good. I like that one. What else am I watching? Oh, Rick and Morty came back just recently. <laughs> so much, so much friggin' stuff. Yeah. Uh, Harley, which will actually be done this week, though. Oh, Harley Quinn? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've been watching it, but it's good. It's good no, stuff. I, I haven't been, yeah. Continues to be very funny. They uh, they did a Batman the Animated Series tribute episode like two weeks ago. Okay. Which was really solid to see them do like the red skies and the gothic architecture again. Cool. Now, uh, our last piece of news here, I don't think this was actually in the show itself, but it broke around the same time. Uh, Marvel's Skydance, which is a project that has been, you know, rumored for a long time now, finally saw the light of day, though I don't know how many people saw it. It's a brand new video game. Uh, in fact, uh, Jeffrey Thorne, who's a guy who we follow on Twitter, is working mm -hmm. on it. It's going to be a Captain America, Black Panther, King T'Chaka video game taking place in World War II. Yeah. Uh, so Skydance is the company that's making it. So yeah. It's. I think that's like one of J.J. Abrams' ones or something. Or like he's some somewhat tangentially associated with it. Um, Maybe. But um, yeah, they they they're teaming with Marvel to make this video game, which I think is being made by Motive, which is mm. the guys who made Dead Space, the new Dead Space oh, remake. Good. I think it's them, those guys who are making it. Yeah, it looks super fucking cool and such a killer concept because yeah. it's like, hey, superheroes are great. Call of Duty, World War Two action games are great. Why can't we put these things together? Yeah, does that mean it's going to be two player where one person takes Black Panther, the other one takes uh, Cap, or is it like a, a swap sort of thing through the story? Maybe I'm not sure. Either way, I think it's totally fucking awesome to be like, yeah, Black Panther and Captain America teaming up to punch Nazis. Yeah, it's great. What a fucking killer premise that is. Also, there's rumors that EA is working on an Iron Man game, but we're mm -hmm. not sure about that yet. Yeah. Obviously, we got Wolverine coming down the pipeline, and we mm -hmm. got Spider-Man coming down the pipeline. So, yo, cups running over with good Marvel game content. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Uh, B Black helping us out again in the Super Chats. Seeing Wong in Storm Off later, the drunk girl spoiled his movies. Uh, was some Harvey Birdman type shit needed Jennifer saying, I'll take the cape. Yeah, yeah, the best parts of She-Hulk are totally stuff that could be in Harvey Birdman, you're right. <laughs> that is so true. I will take the case. I've got a weird Stephen Colbert boss. Yeah, basically what it is. <laughs> Madison with two N's and a Y, but the Y isn't where you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> and that they're just hanging out at the end. Yeah, it's great. It's great. What a fun character. What a fun episode. I love to, like, Jen slowly waking up to the fact of being like, oh, yeah, I'm a Hulk. I guess I can fight demons in crime if I want. Yeah. I didn't think I could, but I could. And we know from, like, trailers she does end up getting a costume, just not right away. Yeah, for fairly soon because she, she's going to team up with Daredevil very soon. Yeah. Also, the sad realization when she tries dating where it's like, oh, this guy's great. Oh, but he only likes me for She-Hulk, <sighs> not for me. I didn't like that they were doing that trope yeah it's i mean it's sad but it's also like something that she has to learn where it's like oh yeah i guess this is what happens when you have a dual identity someone's not gonna love all of you yeah and it's also something that none of the other heroes have really had to deal with so no, it's something that's unique to her yeah i i like that where it's like hey let's actually because we're a show juggle the whole you know dual identity thing in a way the other movies don't because we only got two hours mm -hmm. two, two hours and a lot of us aren't spider-man yeah those are those are the ones <laughs> but yeah that uh, that was tight and yeah that's basically everything from d23 did did i miss anything uh, i mean i don't 
think so. They had, they had some Indiana Jones shit, but we never saw yeah. a trailer for it or, or, or even got a name of what the movie's called. No, they're just gesturing in the direction that we're doing one because, hey, <clears throat> don't you love the actor who plays Short Round now? Yes, we do. I'm so glad he's back and acting. Here's here's him and Harrison Ford together, and oh my god, Harrison Ford actually looks happy for a change. Yeah, apparently Harrison Ford uh, cried when he saw the trailer for Aww. the film. Yeah. That's, that's that really could either nice. be like him being like, oh, so much money or like, <laughs> or like him because he's like high as balls or something. Yeah. <laughs> I cried so much, man. It was speaking to me. I'm going to go crash my plane again. Again, but live. So, you know, it's all good. <laughs> it's so great to see, you know, Harrison Ford and the short round guy actor hugging each other. It's got real big. Oh, look, your deadbeat dad came back from, you know, <laughs> buying smokes finally. <laughs> You're, you're a 50-year-old adult man with your own family and adult <laughs> children and everything, but it's still pretty nice. And, man, I, I actually hope that that's the storyline of Indy 5. It's Indy. He's, you know, alienated everyone. He's burnt every bridge, and he just shows up on Short Round's couch. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> yeah, I need somewhere to stay. <laughs> yeah, and it's just Short Round talking to his wife like, I mean, look, you know, we, we used to hang out together. It's a whole but Look, honey, he's got nowhere else to go. <laughs> Look, you know, apparently being archaeologist and sometimes, you know, working at a university doesn't pay the bills when you have as many demons as his. <laughs> and again, you make it like a whole meta thing. Like, I thought my son Shia LaBeouf would be <laughs> the next big thing, but it didn't but, work yeah, out. Immediately after I married Marion, he died. <laughs> he died, yeah. Or, or something. Or like, you know, he, he sold the Indiana Jones name to like a chain of waffle restaurants yeah, he got, or something. You got stabbed by a greaser or something. I don't know. Or something like that. Just completely be like, man, wasn't that dumb? What? <laughs> fucking mutt. Oh, yeah, that was his fucking name, wasn't it? Mutt. Holy oh, fuck. <laughs> Did your mom name you that? Hmm. Yeah, that's that's what I just want Indy 5 to be, just, like, really old. Maybe he has a touch of dementia, Indiana Jones, just hanging out with his real son, Short Round. <laughs> and, the, and, and the twist is it never actually happened because of the dementia. Oh, no. <laughs> Indiana Jones 5, the movie that's going to make everybody cry. <laughs> Indiana Jones dies in, like, the first 20 minutes, and the last, like, hour and a half of the movie is just Short Round going around to all the native peoples and giving back all the artifacts that Indiana Jones had taken. Hey, sorry about that, right? Hey, sorry, he didn't know any better. Hey, sorry, he was a dude from a different time. Here, let me give this back right quick. You do that Simpsons bit where it's like, oh, geez, you know, you guys became a lot of Euro trash, huh? The owners of these ancient paintings. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you really are the great-grandchildren of Nazis. Do I really have yeah. to give these paintings back? <laughs> You know what? The museum can keep these. You don't need these back. <laughs> uh, I need to be back in time to see cough work. <laughs> Man, talk about Simpsons characters who only are like in one scene and, one yet, are, episode, like, yeah. <laughs> and yet are completely unforgettable because yeah. they just nail that sort of person. Yeah, oh, fuck. Hey, don't cough. Don't scratch the seats. <laughs> Uh, I guess with that, we can hop into what we read this week. And like I said, I didn't get to read a lot because it was a nah, busy, busy week. But uh, we'll try and get through some of them. Yeah. Uh, where would you like to begin, Matt? Uh, well, let's begin with Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, issue four. Yes, they've changed the name halfway through. Did we ever figure out if this is the first time they've ever done that, changed the name of a series when it was still going? I'm pretty sure, yeah. But there's there's like a reason why it did it. 
it did, you know, because obviously it's, it's, it's kind of a spoiler. That's the thing that disappoints me where I'm like, yeah. man, you shouldn't have done it in this one. You should have done it in the next the one. The next one, yeah, yeah. Is what you should have done because then you're like officially at the halfway point because, yeah, hey, spoilers, the Infinite Earths come back. Yep. Apparently that's the, what... The Infinite Earths from the original Crosses of Infinite Earths. Which is one of those things that begs a million questions, where it's like, but after Dark Crisis, didn't everyone remember everything? So shouldn't they have remembered that Infinite Earths existed once? And also, if you're like Power Girl, or if you're like Huntress, shouldn't you know that you originally originated well, in Earth 2, but you were so popular you got folded in? It's funny you should say that, because I think Flashpoint Beyond actually like explains that. Really? And, and, and I'll talk about that one when I talk about that, yeah. Okay, see, I haven't read that one yet. Explain that now, because I, I haven't read that yet, and let's well, have this combo. Well, it's explained as that uh, there's technically two different types of crises. There's uh, the crises we know where the Omniverse is under attack, Red Skies, all that bullshit. You know, people, it's something you can see. But then there are other crises which happen in hypertime, mm. which are basically wars on time. And you can't see them. So, because what happens is when there's a war in time, like say uh, Barry Allen going back and changing the past and Flashpoint happens, uh, time paves over everything. So it mm. effectively erases mm. it. And you, you can kind of sort of remember it, but you, you're not sure why. And that's the Mandela effect. Right. Yes. So, and that's how oh. they, they differentiate between the two different crises where one, there's something you can actually see. There's a physical change. The other one, you won't actually know. You can only feel like something has changed, but you're not sure what. Interesting. All right. Again, props to Jeff Johns for actually attempting to explain it. Mm-hmm. Though, I don't know about you, when I saw the big thing, I'm like, all right, it makes sense for Pariah from a character standpoint. You know, he's not your typical mustache-twirling villain. He's trying to undo the worst thing he ever did. Mm -hmm. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, what? what does this actually do bringing back the infinite earth? Cause it's not like, like for me, you know, they do a crisis when they're like, ah, you know, we're feeling so stifled. We need to do the new 52 to streamline things or like, Oh, we need to do death metal to bring back everything people liked with the infinite earth. It's like, well, nothing was stopping you guys from doing like black label books and white nights and earth ones and stuff that happened in other earths. Anyway, what, what do you actually gain from this? And again, maybe Joshua Williamson will have an answer, and maybe that's why they did it in the midpoint of the book <clears> instead <throat> of at the very end. I'm sure he will have an answer, but as well, it's, the, it's that meta-commentary as well, with Pryor being those loudmouth fanboys. Mm. I want everything back when I was a kid, you know. The way I remember it, yeah. yeah. If it's not the way I remember it, it's not it's good. It's terrible, yeah, yeah. That's literally the meta-commentary on this. And on, like, Crisis is... I, I don't understand why people aren't un getting the, the that commentary on that. Like, yeah, it's the same as every other crisis. That's the point. That's yeah. the point it's making. It's always the same thing. Yeah, we're being repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say I did enjoy issue four a lot more than I enjoyed the other ones. In fact, so mm -hmm. much to the point, I'm like, man, it feels like the story doesn't really get started until right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for all the prelude to all this, it's like, you could literally start reading right here if you wanted, and you probably wouldn't have missed anything. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you probably would have missed some stuff, yeah. but yeah, but still, yeah, if you jumped on here, you'd probably understand what's going on. There, there's some good continuity gags. Again, I think Joshua Williamson is at his best when he's actually tying up loose continuity ends. I loved... 
uh, Lex Luthor and Vandal Savage at the Legion of Doom being like, yeah, we actually knew what's going on more than the rest of you because we were part of the totality and then we kind of fucked off and no one asked any questions. Yeah, I'm so glad they included Vandal Savage because uh, uh, he's in the... Uh, spoiler, um, he's actually revealed to be the Dark great darkness in the justice league versus legion of superheroes book oh really yeah huh. he's in control of it interesting he's the thing in this... corrupting it really okay because yeah because in this book freaking you know one of the swamp things says you know this isn't normally what the great darkness does it's neither good nor evil yeah. it only craves nothingness but here it's actually creating something it feels like something has corrupted i assume that it was pariah that corrupted it because he was trying to undo his sin but well, pariah is being controlled by the darkness which itself is being manipulated probably by vandal savage right, a, well, a future version of vandal savage right because pariah had like said to no end like no i'm using it i'm you know you know melding it to my needs which is what every bad guy says when they use like some power beyond their control but with this i'm like oh he actually got what he wanted he actually got to recreate the infinite earth was was he not bullshitting when he said he was in control but now that you've told me this that kind of changes everything yeah well hot damn yeah I also really liked the Nightwing bit too, where you know uh, Alan Scott needs yeah. to pep him up and says, "I, I love the, how they're using the JSA in this, where they're not just someone who swoops in to save the day. Mm -hmm. They're like people who just like can be around and like help out these new heroes and give them advice yeah. and all that sort of stuff." Yeah, it's like, hey, our day came and went. We understand that, but we still want to be here to help you new kids get along. And Alan Scott, he gives a beautifully grandfatherly speech where it's like, you know, there's a lot of old faces out there trying to help and a lot of new faces I've not ever seen before trying to take up these legacies. But they need you, Dick. They need you because you're the original legacy. And I'm like, that's that's an excellent point, actually, because he is. It, it's great, and it's also hilarious because had Alan Scott just gone and seen young justice their book wouldn't yeah. have existed <laughs> i know he could have settled that whole thing in like five seconds it's yeah. like and you know it's like it's okay kids to feel like your day came and went it happened for us too but you just you just gotta stick around and help is the thing and you know eventually everything will find a way yeah you're right he could have sold yeah. that whole yeah. book in three seconds yeah yeah See, the moral of the story is, is you just need to keep sending the kids to Uncle Alan Scott for, you know, yeah. some good, you know, pep talk. Yeah, send them around to the JSA house, yeah. Yeah, exactly. See, you don't need to be fighting and you don't need to be, you know, being horrible to each other. The answer was in front of you all along. Now let's have a butterscotch candy. <laughs> and then they all eat the butterscotch candy and feel much better having, you know, not have to dealt with a stupid-ass side story. Yeah. <laughs> A stupid-ass side story that the rules of that book even kind of go against everything else we've seen. Where it's yeah, like, oh, they yeah. give you everything you want, yeah. you know, so they can siphon your power. Really? Because they seem to be fighting against it. Oh, well, you have to accept it. Well, we never saw any of the other heroes accept their crazy worlds, but okay. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 so strange. So strange. Yeah, we, we do the rules whatever we want. But yeah, I, I liked Crisis on Infinite Earths 4. It was kind of losing me in the first three issues, but this one actually pulled me back in for a number of reasons. Yeah, I, I the, my favorite moment in it was uh, fucking Prometheus taking down Lex Luthor of the Great Darkness. I'm like, haha, yeah. B-list fucking C-list villain taking down Lex Luthor. 
who probably thought he was a jobber. <laughs> that that is pretty good. Again, the Legion of Doom is great in here because they're just kicking meta commentary all over yeah. the place. Luther being like, you know, Slade, this is the reason you suck. You you can never be a triple A crisis level villain because you're a mercenary. You're a shit kicker. You're a gun for hire. You you lack the vision of a Lex Luthor. You'll never it, be as good as me. Oh God. <laughs> he had a really great line where he's like, he he's a he's a gun for hire, but he's not at the trigger. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's and great. I'm like, in, and it's like every other time, Luthor is 100% correct, except yeah. for in this situation. Yeah, yeah. Even, even freaking Sheeta had a good one too, where she's like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of new faces around the Legion of Doom. There's one new face, punchline. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised to see her. Then. I'm like, why the fuck is she there? She's got a brand new miniseries coming yeah. out in like a month. And I do, I do, and I guess like when she was like first coming out, she did that whole like she was in control of like the social media and yeah, all that. I guess okay, she can be on the team. She can be like the communications manager. Well, that's the thing because like when you stop and think about it, everyone on the Legion of Doom. Oh my God, this is the lineup from fucking Super Friends. It has yeah. not changed in like almost eighty goddamn years. Yeah. They're all the same people. If anything, I think that's Williamson doing a little bit of like, you know, an indictment of DC where it's like, look, you've got 12 new young legacy heroes out there on John's new Justice League team. You have one new villain. Yeah. One. Arguably, Slade Secret Society has more newer villains because I think like Raptor was there at one point yeah, and at yep. least he's been created in like the last eight years. Yeah, yeah. I, again, it's all like meta commentary on crises and like like the heroes in general like their teams like like alan scott came up with a thing where it's like justice league and justice society are literally they're just names they do mean yeah. something but they're just names you don't need them to be a hero yeah again it's good shit yeah. uh, again it, it works now that being said i know some people have complained to where it's like well haven't the last like four or five crises <laughs> all been these big long meta commentary screeds and i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah it, but I mean, that is just kind of par for the course now. It's like, yeah, every crisis has to be meta now. Yeah. Because it's like, if not, what's the point of even doing it? Yeah. Because, like, I mean, where it's like, oh, well, you know, why can't the heroes just fight a world ending threat? Well, because they fight world ending threats all the yeah, time. You in their still complain about that, so why not? <laughs> the, the only way to make it even kind of interesting is to give, you know, whoever the creative guy is at the point a chance to, you know, wax poetically with meta commentary. Mm hmm. So, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, I guess, too, for new books we had this week, we had Batman 127. Mm-hmm, yeah. The continued adventures of Failsafe and the Batman of Zuranah, who, man, is really fun in this issue. He's great. He's great. He's got a secret Batcave <laughs> under the real Batcave. Yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chip Zdarsky ties this story back to Tower of Babel in a really interesting way that I was yeah. not expecting with that conversation between Superman and Batman, where it's like, well, what's the fail safe to stop you, Bruce? And it's like, well, you in the league. But then it's like, well, I guess Batman didn't really believe what he was saying, huh? No, no not at all. <laughs> yeah, he's a dirty little <clears throat> liar, Batman, where it's like, eh, you know, you might not actually be able to stop me. Eh, you're right, maybe I should build something to stop myself. <laughs> which which he outsources to the Batman of Zuranah because he can't possibly know, but Batman's backup fucks up by erasing his own memory. Yeah. <laughs> Because Batman is paranoid even of Batman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> it's a beautiful look into the guy's deeply fucked up psychology. Oh, yeah, he's totally fucked up. Yeah, where it's like, how do you even function when you're this paranoid that you are literally afraid of your own shadow? Yeah. 
and what what was great as well is that we get like that that combat of like the Bruce Wayne Batman combating Zurna in his own head and trying yep. to like tell him that no you need help like you yep. need you need Tim Drake you need Nightwing you need all these people they're not soldiers they're your family yeah which is a beautiful little rebuttal to what we got in issue one, because issue one of this arc was totally a Frank Miller pastiche. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, I am a creature of the night. I'm this, that, and whatever. And then issue two is like, actually, no, that's not true. I really rely on all my sidekicks. Yeah. And this issue even more so is like, no, really, you need them or you are going to fucking die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, how cool was it to go back to Wayne Manor? I forgot we haven't been yeah. to Wayne Manor in like five years. Yeah, and just like kind of run around and destroy most of it, yeah. Yeah, since Bruce lost his money he's, and he stopped living in his house because Alfred died, I'm like, wow, it's actually really nice to come back here. I'm surprised they didn't run into Gotham Girl. Yeah, oh, is that where she's living? She's been living in the ruins of Wayne Manor, yeah. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, she's just, you know, she's banging on the floor. Shut up down there. <laughs> yeah. Trying to sleep it off. <laughs> Shut up. Should I go help? Nah, he made his bed. Yeah, yeah. Nah, Batman fucking hates me, so yeah. He hates me for obvious reasons. I'm a weird holdover from the King run. <laughs> also, hey, I wasn't really reading the backups, but I'm glad I read the backup in this because it reveals that actually Penguin is totally still alive. Yeah, I didn't. I'm not been reading the backups, but I did flick through it, and yeah, he's he's alive. Apparently, they're great. Actually, the backups. Everyone says this is actually one of the most fun Catwoman stories in a while. Yeah. 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 yeah apparently. Cool. It seems fun because she's got to like hunt down Penguin's illegitimate children mm -hmm. to like deal with his estate and his yeah. will and everything. And like two of his kids are really shitty and spoiled. Oh, surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. And Penguin's like, no, nah, don't worry, Catwoman. You know, I've turned over a new leaf. I just want to own my flower shop here in Metropolis because, you know, I just want to see the daylight. I've hungered for the daylight for so long. And Catwoman's like, all right, you know, you seem honest about this. I'll let you go. And Penguin's like, yes, I swear I will not make any trouble for Batman but I am rooting for my kids to fuck him up, though. Because <laughs> I'm still petty. <laughs> yeah, go go get him, kids. Maybe my dying will motivate you to kick his ass. <laughs> and perhaps the biggest revelation of all, where Batman's like, oh, no, I've exhausted all my backups and everything else to try and fight failsafe. Who's possibly going to come and save me? <laughs> hey, Superman. Yep, Superman. He's, he's the one who can do it. Yep, back on Earth, what I miss yep <laughs> hey i just i just got back from freeing war world uh, i i heard through the grapevine that you've been fucking up batman and that one of your killer robots is about to murder you <laughs> now i could help you batman but did you learn a lesson <laughs> yes clark i won't build any more death robots okay <laughs> now of course the uh, failsafe is going to have a failsafe for superman because oh yeah because like even like failsafe knew that Bruce wanted to self-destruct the cave mm. before Bruce was going to self-destruct the cave. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, again, as someone in my comments said, and they're probably 100% right, Superman's going to come towards Failsafe. He's going to open up his chest. Yeah. Ah, kryptonite heart. <laughs> yeah, kryptonite or something, yeah. Oh, well, he's uh, got Amazotech in him, so he'll just take his powers. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, God, God damn it, Bruce. We're going to have to have another real serious conversation <laughs> about trust. <laughs> And not making killer death robots and then forgetting about it. <laughs> yeah, they, this it'd be even worse if somehow, like, Failsafe got into, like, the OMAC files or something. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, he's Brother Eye now as well. <laughs> to which Tim Drake is like, don't look at me. I know every time something bad happens with OMAC, I'm usually here. <laughs> 
Also, yeah, Tim Drake is a lot of fun in this, too. Yeah, yeah, he's great. It's nice to see Batman and Robin together again. We it don't is. get it all that much. The ba- Batman and Robin and Batman and Robin as, as Bruce and Tim. Yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Also, I love Tim being like, look, I'm a smart guy. You're a robot. I'll just try and get you in a logic loop. You know, Batman didn't kill Penguin. He was framed. Uh-huh. How does that make you feel? Kill, kill, yeah. kill. Don't care. Fucking going to kill him. <laughs> yeah, don't die. I have been programmed to not deal with logic tree bullshit. <laughs> not going to work on me. Ah <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, can I hit you with lightsabers for a little bit? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely hit him with lightsabers yeah, for a bit. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I love they just have those. Yeah, well, of course Zuranai has them. Of course he does. And that Zuranai doesn't care about, like, collateral damage. Like, I'm going to shoot a fucking rocket at him, because yeah. why not? Yeah, I don't care who it blows up as well. Yeah, I, I am Batman without Bruce. <laughs> What's funny, too, about the Batman of Zuranai thing is there was a guy in my comment section who said, you know, why does that costume look so bad? And I'm like, do you not know who the Batman yeah. of Zuranai is? Do you not remember the black case book and the golden age and you know everything grant morrison wrote and this a young person being like no not at all this is all just gibberish to me and i'm like oh that's unfortunate you should go back and read these stories they're pretty cool yeah they're fucking awesome batman r.i.p and everything yeah exactly he gets all gacked up on freaking military grade methamphetamines yeah yeah trips balls for a little bit and wears a weird costume of an alien batman from the golden age yeah it's great Great. It, it, it makes complete sense. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it makes Morrison sense. In a, in a reference to a story from the Golden Age that may or may not happen, but yeah. as far as Morrison is concerned, did happen did because happen. everything that happened to Batman absolutely is canon. Absolutely. He's just got to write it sometimes in black case books and force himself to forget about it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Because it's too fucking weird. <laughs> Uh, I guess from there we can go to the other big story that's going on right now. We talked about Dark Crisis, but let us also not forget to talk about Judgment Day. We got uh, Axe Death to Mutants issue number two, which mm-hmm. the Axe Death to Mutants series is basically just a continuation of Eternals. Yeah, yeah, and this is just, just more judgments. Uh, for people, we get to see a bit more of the war between the Eternals on Krakoa and mutants, like the Crow and everyone helping fight the, the Hex and everything and I, I love the, the, the that crow's like okay we've got like this 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 deviant who's undergone like fucking huge excess deviation we've put him in a in a cage and we're just gonna shoot it out that way and they're gonna, gonna follow it they're him. gonna follow it <laughs> we're gonna launch him we're gonna launch our own people i i love crow has a little conversation with emma frost and they're like actually we're basically the same person when you break it down yeah. former villains turned leaders everyone wants to have sex with us for some reason yep yep we're, we're a lot alike, you know, hey, we can cross through the portals, so, you know, deviants and mutants, what's really the difference? We're basically cousins. Yeah, yeah. So let's help out, cuz. Also, too, learning more about the Hex, the Hex are basically giant teenagers, because yes. the Eternals only let them out every couple hundred thousand years for a yes. few minutes. yep. So they're ju- they've just discovered Twitter while they're destroying Krakoa. <laughs> and it's the funniest goddamn thing. They're like, what's happened in the world of poetry in the last hundred thousand years? <laughs> I really liked that the last time I was out. Poetry boom, boom. was good. I'm going to write poetry while I commit genocide about uh, on this race. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Again, you know, when Gillen is, you know, going on this, because really this is like a story about God and theology and what it is, and where it's like, and then the giant, you know, robot killed an island of mutants because it thought that's what God wanted and would mean. So 
Yeah, so they would get a thumbs up and not a thumbs down, because even these horrifying monsters live in fear of the thumbs up, thumbs down of God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also, too, they're like very vague about like, well, what does the thumbs up, thumbs down mean? It's not like you die if you get a thumbs down. It's just too many thumbs down means the world will end, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's um... So yeah, like people don't really care if they get it or not because it doesn't affect them immediately. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that um Crow when and like he like saw Celestial who gave him him and his people like uh, they actually like acknowledged the deviants the and um and actually gave him the thumbs up and he's like holy shit the like we actually got referenced by like our gods who like forsaked us for like yeah. millions of years. <laughs> literally for the first time in our history yeah. our gods are smiling upon us for the first time and we don't know how to deal with that yeah like how, how do you act to how do you do things with that and also too the idea that the celestials you know like grading curve is a complete and utter mystery yeah because it's like crow you get a thumbs up for helping the mutants but i thought the mutants were your enemies and you were trying to kill them yes but you help them in their time of need and that's thumbs up where they but emma you were nasty, so you get a thumbs down. And Emma's like, I have been doing nothing but trying to help mutant kind and save them all from the machinations of everyone in the Quiet Council. And I love she's hurt by that. She's like, this is the best I've ever been, and God gave me a thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, Emma, who doesn't give a shit about what anyone thinks about her or, like, cares yep. about what other people think, cares about this God. <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome to see how the characters react to it. You got Ajak there being like, maybe we should try and understand understand the will of our god our old god was you know cruel and you know uh you know unyieldy but you know if we just really you know spend some time with scripture we can figure it out and icarus is like fuck that telling god to go yeah. fuck himself yeah tell god to free us so we can finally fucking die in peace <laughs> Yeah, and get it over with. And I'm like, man, this is an amazing moment here. This is like a standout Icarus moment, yeah. just yelling at God. Yeah, he, he's like progressed so much as a character, like over that Gillen run, uh, to, to now that he's at this point where he's yeah yelling at the God that he would never have like, that he flew into the sun for, yep. you know, when he realized that they were dead and gone and he had no purpose. Yep. And the god is like, hmm, well, you told me to fuck off, which normally would get you a thumbs down, but I like your moxie, son. I'm going to wait to render a judgment on you. You get a thumb sideways until I can figure that out. Also, Faustus, you get a thumbs up. And Faustus is like, but I just betrayed them all last time. What? Yes, what do you but mean you I helped the X-Men. <laughs> yes, you helped them. But they're the people you're trying to kill. And Makari, you get a thumbs down. What? But I've been nothing but loyal this whole time. Yes, but you are going in the wrong direction. <laughs> I just love they do not know what to make of God. And I'm like, this is really just Gillen talking about religion and how yeah. ridiculous it is. Yeah, how ridiculous, like, signs from God are and how they can be, like, misinterpreted, in misinterpreted and interpreted different ways and everything. And, yeah. And they're like, you know, oh, well, God works in mysterious ways. No, our God is insane. We built God out of scrap metal <laughs> in Tony Stark's brain. Yeah, yeah. I, I like as well that last issue though how like um ajak was trying to put the blame on on tony for his like well we use tony and he's like his gin addled brain probably <laughs> fucked everything up you know hey hey i'm standing right here <laughs> hey only i can say that about myself yeah really <laughs> <laughs> But yes, Judgment Day continues to be incredibly interesting. I don't know if every tie-in is necessary, 
but boy <clears> am <throat> I enjoying them when we get cool character moments like this. The only ones I know that aren't really tying in are like all the stuff Benjamin Percy's writing. It's like he's like, I don't give a fuck about your event. <laughs> uh, you can well, put I mean, it I you just... can put it in the trade dress, but I'm not, you know, fucking talking about it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think that was just a thing where it's like, well, all the X-Men books are going to tie in now. Though I guess they're not all because, like, Marauders isn't tying in. Marauders a has a tie-in, I think. Oh, does it? Okay. I think it came I... out this week. Okay, see, I think maybe that was, like, the thing. All the X-Men books now have to be tie-ins to this. Yeah, but, yeah, again, like, some aren't. Like, X-Force isn't. X-Force is just a fucking Craven origin story Weird. or something. Yeah, nothing to do with it at all. Again, I dropped off on X-Force. Not because I wasn't enjoying it, just because there was too much going on. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I enjoyed Death to Mutants. Again, if you're reading Eternals, you're really going to like this. If not, you might be a little lost because it's basically mm. just a continuation of that. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to have read that 12-issue run. Yeah, and uh, I read one last book. What about you? Yeah, I've read, I read two, two, two more. Yeah. All right. I'll uh, I'll go quick then. Uh, I read Captain America: Sentinel mm-hmm. of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was fucking awesome. Captain yep. America understands now what's going on with the Sentry game and the Outer Circle and their conspiracy. Yep. And he basically takes a whole day to walk through Brooklyn and talk to a bunch of people about you know what the Shield means to them. And he's just super inspiring and super cool and like you know just just the, just the most cap you can possibly be. It's probably one of the most feel good books I've read in a while. Nice, nice. And, uh, ooh, in the end, you find out why Cap was doing that. He wasn't doing it just because he was running errands. He was actually, you know, trying a new play to take down the Outer Circle. And, ooh. oh, the big reveal attached to it is super cool. Nice. I, uh, I'm i loving it. Both the Cap books are really strong right now. Cool. Yeah, I, I've got to catch up on them because, yeah, I kind of fell off because there was so much going on at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, I know, like, the first two issues I read of it were, like, really good. Yeah, the yeah Lanzig and Kelly are friggin' killing it on a Sentinel of Liberty, and Tochianabuchi is doing really well on a Symbol of Truth too, nice. and they're gonna cross over too. Nice. So get excited for that. Uh, now, what were your last two there? Uh, I had the Dark Knights of Steel uh, anthology oh, yeah. book came out. Called Three yeah. Kingdoms, I think. Tales yes, from I'll, the Three Kingdoms, yeah. Yeah, I almost picked that up, and then I'm like, Joe, you can't even get the big event books done this week. You're not going to be able to get this one read. <laughs> yeah, no, this this one was really fun. It was uh, three stories uh, from the Tales that take place before, mostly before the um, the events of the actual the book. The first one is about uh, Prince Kal-El meeting James Olsen, uh, who gets adopted from Arkham or- Orphanage from by uh, <laughs> Perry White and his uh, wife uh, to help run the press um, oh that's fun and uh, yeah James becomes friends with Kal-El and we find out that not all not everything is is going well at Arkham because it's all run by Elizabeth Arkham mm. and um, we find out that there's like a bunch of like creatures that are like coming around the town and one of the big one is obviously Man Bat <laughs> and and we learn and batman and and uh the superman all, all like gather to try and like sort out what's going on they they meet with uh oswald cobblepot who is like a child who's got like flipper hands and <laughs> they they like trying to track down what's happening they find harvey dent who is he's he literally got scarred by like fire so like half his of body's course. all like burnt and we learned that uh elizabeth arkham has been like running experiments on the children at uh the orphanage 
Right. And um, she she turned like uh, Kirk Langstrom into Man Bat, Waylon uh, Waylon into Killer Croc, mm. and um, it's about the heroes all kind of joining together to stop her. And of course, at the end, she's arrested. And she's arrested by uh, General Waller, who's like, hey, I'm just <laughs> going to put you in this cell here. We'll talk a little bit later. We'll talk yeah, later. Yeah, we'll talk later. We'll talk for, later. For, for my medieval suicide squad yeah, that I'm yeah. definitely not building. Yeah, definitely not building that. The next one after that is uh, Pr- Prince Cal and uh, Prince uh, Bruce going into town in disguise uh, while there's like a big party, big uh, like fancy dress party happening. So like Cal wears glasses and uh, mm, Bruce wears fine. like his his bat cow and everything and they go in with harley and like they have fun it's really cool because this is a chance for like all the people in the crowd are like like there's a death stroke there's a rag man oh. there's a hawk and dove there's there's a bane there's all these people and all the people we haven't <clears> seen <throat> yet and also bane you showed me was basically just guts from berserk that's in the next story yeah um ah. here we find out how batman uh got his robins and we oh, find out nice. that the Robins were all actually a team together to begin with before they cool. met Batman. They were like a team of kid, like con artist uh, mm. bandits. Uh, Dickensian street urchins. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And they, they like, um, they end up helping, uh, Batman save like a kid from, from being trampled in the streets and, and Batman sees that they, they all mean well, but they're just like kids who are living on the street. So he decides to kind of take them all in. And hmm. that's how we get the Bat family. Oh, I like it. Uh, <laughs> he, he adopted them all in one go instead of one at a time. Yeah, yeah. And then in the last story, it's it's like when Bruce is a little kid where he meets uh, the King's Bane, uh, who is is Bane. He's, just, he's guts. He's, gut, he's, he's literally just he, guts. He's introduced by cutting a guy in half with his sword. Yeah. Fucking dope. Um, and Bane's like, ah, little kid Bruce, he's not going to be able to hurt me, but when you get older, come find me and I'll teach you. And uh, the story is about him... And his his squad, he's got like the secret six, quote unquote. So ah. It's like Fiddler, Shiva, bunch of all these other like no names, and they they teach Bruce how to fight. Oh, cool! And we learn that uh, Bane this in this universe he was a Kingsguard. He was there when Thomas and Martha Wayne died by the Green Man. Oh, he got oh, actually shit. blown up, and he got his back broken. And he was helped by <laughs> Doctor Jonathan Crane, who injected mm. him with like this special serum that keeps him working because he's got like the tube sticking out the back of the neck and he's um that fucking clegane from game of thrones oh yeah he's the hound he's the the fucking hound the mountain the mountain mountain. mountain. he's basically the mountain and he wants to works really well he wants to help bruce like learn how to become like a good king and everything uh but it kind of backfires on him as we find out that because of everything bruce has told him about the green man and magic this is how bruce uh, develops his distaste for magic and not liking magic and he ends up taking down Bane and having him locked for eternity in the uh, castle prison Ah, is, I was going to say the castle prison not the hard rock not Santa Prisca they didn't work that one in <laughs> no he was thrown into the pit ah the fucking pit the pit <laughs> oh no not the pit yeah, oh the pit oh. always with the fucking pit why <laughs> I love in the Harley show, there is a pit and Bane runs it, but it's actually pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> I only ask that you make your bread. It's the only thing I ask. <laughs> yeah, no, right, it's a cool, cool, cool set of three stories. Really cool. Yeah, those do say. I, I like that they're building the, uh, uh, what is it, Dark Knights of Steel universe. Yeah, yeah, they're building it up. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of places they could go with that one if they wanted. Yeah. Uh, what was the last one you had, Matt? Uh, last one I had was Flashpoint Beyond. Uh, Flashpoint Beyond, yes. Now, again, I haven't read this yet, so just give me the g- g- give me the finer points. I know we talked about the big revelation about yeah. what it might mean to all the crises. Yeah, yeah, we had that mentioned. Uh, we get confirmation that all the Batman stuff, like the Bruce Wayne Batman stuff and Corky mm-hmm. Baxter stuff, that's all happening after Dark Crisis because mm-hmm. Bruce ends up meeting with uh, Ra's al Ghul. Oh. Uh, who is alive and well and has uh, Thomas Wayne's ashes with him. <laughs> yes, I guess that would make sense, wouldn't it? Because, yeah, yeah, right, the whole thing with Raish getting <clears throat> fucking killed in Shadow War yeah. and falling but, off the face of the Earth and them never resolving that. But um, Raish is also the one that tells Bruce that his father didn't die thanks to Darkseid and that he's somewhere out there and that's why Bruce is fucking around with the uh, Janie Slater's watch trying to, like, find right. his father. And why Corky doesn't want him to do that because it'll fuck up hyper time and yeah, destroy as everything. Keeps, as he keeps yelling at him and Bruce yeah. keeps not listening. Yeah, um, we get more of that fucking Martha Wayne Joker shit. We, yeah. I, I still hate it, but it was actually kind of cool because we learned that the whole Clockwork Killer thing, all the fucking red herring. And it was oh. it's actually kind of really cool because um, we learned that it, it was Martha who was killing these people yeah. as the Clockwork Killer. But we learned she did it to distract thomas from what Mm. she was really doing which was building a time machine (laughs) um because what she she shared a shell with uh psycho pirate psycho pirate told her all about the world where bruce is batman and he's alive and she wants to end flashpoint so she can reset the timeline so that bruce will live and become batman and they will die like how it's meant to be Mm, and she set up though she killed all those people she basically did like a reverse Batman where she traveled the world finding all these different people who could manipulate time, time le- yeah. learned about what she can what she can from them about time and how to time travel. Then she fucking murdered them. And uh, she sent Thomas on a wild goose chase because she knew Thomas isn't as good a detective as Bruce was. So he wouldn't yes, figure I've it out. Yes, I've been yelling all issue. This so, guy sucks at solving mysteries. So he wouldn't figure it out as soon uh, as Bruce would have. And, yeah. and Thomas and comes, and Thomas actually comes to the realization of that. It's like Bruce would have solved this like straight away, but because I'm such a shitty Batman and one who's a violent psychopath, I'm not as good as him. Well, I'm glad they're at least owning it because that's been one of the most annoying things in this yeah. story. Watching yeah. this guy try and solve crimes when he's yeah. so out of his fucking depth. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason for that. Um, yeah. So yeah, they end, so the book kind of ends with martha try wanting to end this world which is what thomas wants so mm. it's it's sort of like a thing it's like well is he does he want to end this world with her or does he not and then obviously bruce is fucking dealing with rip hunter mm. turning up and trying to stop him from pulling his father out of uh flashpoint i guess yeah yeah i gotta save my daddy yeah yeah I, we got unresolved issues he killed he killed uh alfred and all that sort of shit yeah 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 that's a kind of thing you never quite dealt with where it's like yeah like bane killed alfred but thomas yeah. was the one pulling the strings in yeah. that yeah. Oh, but don't worry because you know he went to the joshua williamson books and got better and started redeeming <laughs> himself oh but then he fell back here in regret yeah 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 
that feels like oh two different writers had two very different takes on this guy's journey huh yeah yeah but yeah I, we got one more issue left i'm just really disappointed we never got to we haven't seen any more of that whole uh superman and swamp thing fighting fucking yeah. jor-el and the kryptonians are apparently coming to the earth or why why was that built up if we're not gonna fucking see any of that clearly he wants another sequel clearly he doesn't yeah, want to I stop guess. writing yeah. flashpoint jeff johns which i, I don't know why because it's like dude you had said people that fucking flashpoint love was... flashpoint people fucking yeah. for some fucking reason they fucking love it they do, it's like a license to print money it's just funny to see johns drinking the kool-aid now all this time later because like if you listen to his interviews from the time yeah, when it like first it. came out yeah, he's just like, yeah, it was, it was supposed to be another story in my Flash run that I was building up to. It's all it was supposed to be. They came to me and told me that this is the new crisis level event. Maybe he's just realized that, like, hey, mate, I can use this to, like, manipulate things to get something a little later on, like the JSA. Because, yeah, because if I play this right, I can get <coughs> JSA and I can get Stargirl. And if that's yeah, the case, yeah. I will keep pumping out Flash points. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if that's the price you gotta pay, sure, fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the that's the business of dirty business, I guess. I guess so, yeah. I guess so. Gotta gotta give the people what they want, and they demand more Flashpoint. Even though I really wish we could have kept seeing Thomas Wayne in the frickin' House of Heroes with President Superman. Yeah, and, it was know, cool. That was a cool yeah. team up. Yeah. Yeah, to see him continue to be a better person. Yeah, yeah. Hey, maybe that might what might happen at the end of this. That would actually be very cool to have, like, the House of Heroes be like, yeah, we never stop looking for you. Yeah, yeah. You're one of us. You're part of the team. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's it, Matt. Is that that's everything it. for tonight? Everything that's fit to print? That's it. Well, there you go, everyone. That's the big D23 episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you had a lot of fun there. Lots yeah. of cool stuff coming down the pipeline stuff that's going to keep us talking into microphones for many years to come. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh Anything coming out, Matt? Anything you want to promote? Uh, no, I, I did. I just, just did start working on like a really big new like video, which I'm really excited to do. But I don't want to tell anyone what it is because I don't want people to go and search what it is I'm going to be talking about to ruin it. So. There you go. That yeah. works. Fair enough. Uh, I'm also working on some side projects, too. I alluded to before that I got a writing gig uh, that hit the next step, too. Uh, I do believe that that should be getting worked on in video form by the end of the year. Again, it's nice. it's nothing I'm doing. I'm writing for someone else, mm -hmm. but I'm heavily involved in it, and maybe people will hear my voice when they uh, do the thing. Nice, nice. No, no, not literally <clears throat> hear my voice. Hear my writing voice. Nah. <laughs> is what i mean i'll be sure to promote that when that comes out it's a lot of fun because i literally got paid to revisit something i enjoy which you know rarely that's, i never get to good. do yeah that's good yeah it's good shit so you'll be sure to check that out this was a thick episode chat <laughs> i agree big thick girthy episodes <laughs> lots of star wars and lots of other stuff going on so yeah uh be sure to check back next week everyone we'll have another show for you i have no idea what we're going to be talking about uh i know we got to do another retro hero video this week now more than ever because we're going to talk about fucking the pennyworth show which yes. apparently everything's going down on that show it apparently yeah the fucking v for vendetta is getting a crossover with it I saw that. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you know what else I learned in, in finding out that? Apparently Martha Kent is in the show and she gives birth to a girl. <laughs> Abajabwa. <laughs> so Bruce had a secret sister who I can only imagine died. No, no, no. no. Martha Kent. 
Oh, Martha Kent. <laughs> okay. Oh, sh so Superman had a secret sister that he didn't know about. Was what was it with John or was it with another person? Fuck the fight. I just like saw someone write that. I'm like, what the fuck is this show? Yeah, don't don't make me interested enough to have to watch and find out. <laughs> I kind of want to now, especially with that V for Vendetta, like crossover. Like, how? How? How, how do you get here? How? <laughs> if you heard a very disembodied uh, British scream, that was Alan Moore losing yeah. his goddamn mind when he saw that. Yeah. Who are we kidding? Alan Moore's not on the fucking internet. He doesn't know. <laughs> you got a telegram about it, yeah. Yeah, he'll he'll find out five years he, from now. In a he read it in the chicken bones that he throws <laughs> yeah, really. in the fire. The, yeah. the bones have told. I I received a raven from the east. Yeah, that's how he signs his contracts now in blood and chicken bones. Yeah. <laughs> chicken bones. Yeah. <clears throat> you you, you got to send a rider in the night and meet him at the crossroads. Yeah. 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 That's the only way. The crossroads at midnight, then he will appear in a puff of smoke, and you gotta get him to sign the work order. <laughs> it is the only way to summon Alan Moore. You can do it, it's just difficult, you know? <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you everyone for watching and listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed making it. As always, if you're a patron, uh, you can listen to the show back first before anyone else for as little as a dollar a month. We try and do uh, video and audio versions there uh, as best we can mm -hmm. uh, to try and meet the demand, even if that means I end up doing it the night before. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, thank you, everyone. Again, you can listen to the audio versions over on SoundCloud if you want to take the show around with you. And uh, I upload that one later, and that one's ad-free, too. So, you know, unlike the YouTube yeah. one. Yeah if that's a thing for you. So thank you everyone. And Matt and I will be back again next time. Bye-bye. See ya.